0: Retro nonsense in the house, y'all! Autobots,
1: transform and roll out! <laughs> no. I am your father. No! Joe! we will fight for freedom wherever there's trouble. G.I. Joe is there! G.I.
0: Joe <laughs> you Atari today? Just give me my retro! welcome to the Retro Nonsense Podcast. I am Duke, and with me, as always, is my good friend, Chris Roberts. And we have a very special podcast this month because we are celebrating our one-year anniversary. So, for this episode, we solicited questions from our listeners, and we're going to read them off. And we got a lot of really good ones, so this should be a really good show. So, how are you doing, Chris? So, this is episode 12, uh, so we do them once a month, so that's why. (laughs) It's our 12th show and our one-year anniversary, so... How are you?
1: I'm good. I'm good, buddy. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing good. That's good. So, yeah, so it's been it's been a year. And um like we've uh, mentioned a couple of times, the time has gone by very fast and I've had a lot of fun with this and really appreciate you doing this with me and um looking forward to hopefully many more years to come.
1: <laughs> no reason not to, man. I We've been brainstorming some ideas, some topics for the next few episodes, and I think we got some fun stuff coming up.
0: We really do, really do. And I do want to thank the listeners, um, not just for the, the questions, um, but they are really cool. I'm, lo- I'm looking forward to getting into those. But just for the feedback in general over the past year. We've had some really good activity on the Discord. We've seen some growth in our, in our downloads and with the interaction, and um, it's exciting. So we really appreciate everybody that listens and, and interacts with us and gives us feedback. Uh, it really means a lot and helps the show, um, you know, be what it is and gives us some encouragement, and we just really appreciate it. So. Yeah, uh,
1: I, I echo that. Um, you know, when we first started talking about this, you know, it was just kind of like, let's do it. It'll be fun. And, you know... I didn't have any expectations for how many people would be listening or downloads, anything like that. I just, I just knew it'd be something fun to do. And, um, you know, it seems like our last episode, uh, got some pretty good, uh, response and, you know, you, you were messaging me through, you know, out the few days like, Hey, you know, we haven't got this many downloads at this point of the month. And, you know, it was cool (laughs) to see, it was cool to see like a second wave or whatever. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's it nice, and uh, we appreciate it, and like uh, said, this is fun for us, and hope it's fun for you to listen to.
0: Yeah, I and mean, I think we've um, shown some, I guess, growth, not growth as far as numbers and downloads and listeners, but just in how, we, how well we interact with each other, and how we've kind of shaped up the show, and I think, I guess in, what I'm trying to say is we found our groove a little bit, at least I feel like that, and um, I'm having a lot of fun with it. It was, you know, I was nervous at first and didn't know how this was going to go, but I'm really having fun with it now, and I really enjoy doing it. I really enjoy editing it, and I enjoy all the feedback, as I said. So I'm looking forward to m- much, much more.
1: Well, I know during the quarantine, I experienced some growth on my waistline. So <laughs> I've gotten that under control, and oh, uh, that's thankfully good. It, I'm seeing some uh, some reduction in that growth. So,
0: <laughs> well, Good on you for that. So I guess we'll open the show with a couple of things before we get to the main topic. Um, so we've got a brand new uh, Beat the Bandy challenge this month oh, after yeah. a fresh break that uh, apparently was needed. So uh, this month we're playing, I'm very excited because it's a, a 2600 game, Atari game, uh, SeaQuest, which is a great Activision game. It's when they were at, in their prime and oh, yeah. beautiful graphics. Awesome gameplay. It's it's a, one of my favorites. I've always loved the game. And I'm well ahead uh, on oh, that. So. I'm
1: surprised. You, you're yeah. lucky uh, Krista <laughs> Bandy doesn't play Atari, because I think you <laughs> in the bag.
0: Well, I still consider myself undefeated, right? You I mean, Tetris, are, I mean... Tetris is a girl's game. That doesn't count.
1: Well, he brought in a ringer, let's be honest.
0: <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. They, they beat me fair and square last time, and I <laughs> accepted defeat gracefully hopefully but um I, i'm i'm that break was needed because i feel really good this month and I'm, I'm i'm uh so far ahead of the game so i'm feeling good about it so we'll see it's still early in the month matt and matt and anybody else who's playing has plenty of time to catch up but i'm feeling good about my my good lead so <laughs> but anyway anybody wants to join in it's a really great game and it's fun to post the scores on the discord and just kind of have some fun with it but um join in it's fun i love playing uh score challenges and i'm so thankful that matt started this up because it's really fun for me and uh, brings out my competitive edge and gives me a game to focus on Uh, sometimes that can be detrimental but sometimes it can be really good so i'm very thankful for it so thanks matt and uh, good luck to you because you're gonna need it
1: (laughs) oh yeah i think he's starting to see that
0: so i had a couple other things on my notes here uh to start the show Uh, did you have something chris you said
1: well, we I you know we me and you right before we started the show we were kind of talking about um, what we did today and you went yeah. hunting today right?
0: I did. Me and Bobby went to uh, one of our favorite places up in Delaware that has uh, a big outdoor flea market in conjunction with an indoor flea market and all kind of little shops and retro game store and all kind of uh, antique shops and retro shops and we love going there. It's about an hour away, so we don't go too often. But um, I came home with some goodies. I got a, a couple Atari games, a, a Transformer that I've been looking for, found for like 8 bucks and a pile of other toys. That was pretty cool. It was the, um, what's his name, the, the Red Tank, the little tiny mini Transformer.
1: Yeah, I know who you're talking about, but honestly, I don't have. I, it's been so long since I've had all those names memorized. Gosh, so. I forget
0: his name, but I he he's a. I had him as a kid, so it's cool to have him back. Anyway, yeah. I got a, I got a couple of VHS tapes. I got the Neverending Story. I've been looking for that for a while, and I'm glad you gave me the tip, Chris, to look through the clamshells because I typically don't look through the clamshells because I don't like Disney movies to collect. But it, it was in with the clamshells, so I finally found uh, the Neverending Story. The new- Cartoon, which was a good find. I had that as a kid, and I have that back. And then I found a tape of the Schoolhouse Rock, which we talked about during our Saturday morning cartoons episode. So that was really cool to find. It was and that was sealed too. So that was pretty cool.
1: That's really cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. that is a, that is a tip that I like to give out because I have found like there's a you know like I'm kind of a horror efficient you know like a enthusiast. So um, there are some big box clamshells that. You know, like the Exorcist I found in the Disney lot yeah. that I got. And there's things like that, um, you know, to keep an eye for. There's, you know, there's other random stuff that has clamshells other than kids' movies. So sometimes you yeah. can find a little gem in there. And sometimes the kids' movie's the gem. So there's that, too.
0: Yeah, and I find, uh, I, I do want to give a shout-out to, I was going to do it at the end. I have it in my notes to shout-out to uh, STC Pod and his uh, new... Things that he's been involved in, namely the uh, vinyl collection show and the VHS show, which you are a part of. And I'm just having so much fun with it. And I'm just really excited that he does that. You know, I was thinking uh, when I was waiting for it um, to come on the other night, it reminded me of, of back in the day when I waited, when I had to catch a show when it was on. And I was rushing to get home before eight o'clock, make sure I was all ready. And Tara and I were going to, you know, set the, the computer up and watch the, the VHS show. And it's just really fun to have that kind of scheduled show and to get in the chat and, and chat it up with you guys. And you guys are really doing a good job, and it's really fun. And I'm really into collecting that. At this point, with my video games, it's rare that I'll find something that I want or need. I've got so yeah. pretty much everything in my collection. I'll always find and add to my collection, sure, but sure, it's slowed way down because I have such, I pretty much have most of what I want and need. So now delving into VHS tapes has been really fun. So it's it's been fun to kind of collect along with you guys and watch the show. And the vinyl collection show is great too. So anyway, go check out S T C Pod, his YouTube channel. He does the live streams, and both shows are fantastic. And uh, I really appreciate. It. I've been on a couple times, and they're always fun to chat with when they're doing the the streams. And Chris, you're great on there. You and you and Bill are so good together and have great chemistry. And just wanted to say how much I enjoy that.
1: Well, I appreciate that, and in all honesty, I think anybody could have good chemistry with Bill, cause uh, he's, <laughs> yeah. he's he's top notch, man. And I, he, he really He is. understands how to take a joke and how to make set someone up for a joke and how to deliver <laughs> a joke, and and he makes it easy. And uh, I really do uh, enjoy recording that show. I mean, VHS has been kind of one of my like you know low key uh, collection that I've been doing over the years, and you know I didn't have it out there as much, but um, it's kind of gone into the forefront now like i mean i still love my video games don't get me wrong i still look for them but um i'm i'm pretty content with what i have you know like there's i don't have that same excitement right now and you know a lot of times collecting does that it goes in waves you know like you're really into something then you kind of burn out a little bit and um i don't want to go as far as say i'm burnt out i just i'm just content you know so well i
0: mean Ever since the beginning, my video game collecting, although I went through a a pretty aggressive phase there, it's always been part of the of a bigger theme for me. Just collecting yeah. my childhood, essentially. So you know, VHS tapes, cassette right. tapes, records. Now too, on a small scale, you know, yeah. '80s toys, all that stuff. It's all the same thing to me, and it gives me the same kind of feels. And I I enjoy collecting all that stuff, and I always will. So.
1: Yeah, I agree. That's kind of it's kind of how it is for me. It's like. VHS was, you know, most of our first home experience, or at least in our demo, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. that was kind of the first home thing that we had other than, you know, just television itself or maybe cable, but, you know, we had the VCR, um, And it was just kind of like this freedom to be able to watch anything at any time. You know, if you wanted to watch that movie, you didn't have to wait for it to come on TV like we had to. There was no Internet to just go on some site and watch it or no streaming service. You had to have a tape or you had to wait for it. So it's kind of cool. And, you know, of course, home recording was such a like liberating experience. You know, you could record whatever you want and watch it anytime you want. I don't know, it takes me back, and I know not everybody's into it, and that's cool, you know, you're into what you're into, and that's kind of how I take it, and it means a lot to me, and I enjoy it, and I'm glad that Bill's uh, getting more into it, and, you know, me and him have been having a lot of fun um, doing the episodes, and, you know, um, we got things coming, you know, we're working on it, trying to get our formula down, and, and, uh, you know, tighten it up a little bit, and I think the last episode... um, was better than the one before you know like i feel like we're just we're gaining a little momentum so we'll see
0: yep you guys doing a great job like like i said so keep it up
1: thanks so i went out hunting today right yeah let's
0: hear the story yeah
1: i've been kind of on a an estate sale kick i Um, see that yeah what i really like about estate sales is because you know before i was only really focused on yard sales and swap meets but mostly yard sales because you know i was more video game focused and um You know, it's just like, do you got games? Nope. I look around and I'd leave. You know, of course I'd buy other items, you know, especially items to flip or, you know, items that I was into, but my main focus was that. But now that I'm more into a broader, um, you know, like a broader collection, I'm, I'm, I'm just shifting. You know, VHS is really cheap. VCRs are really cheap. Usually when I see them, they're only a few dollars and they have a good resale value or even the collectability of them there's very rare versions of them that i've been coming across that i'm very happy with um of course the little tvs they all seem to go hand in hand and you really get that estate at estate sales um you basically especially if you go into the right age of a home like something that is matured from like the 70s and the 80s and even the 90s you're going to get something from all those decades so I've been having a lot of fun lately doing that, and that's, you know, um, me and Shannon have been going to a lot of them. So it's been a lot of fun, and, you know, I've been doing it myself as well, but, you know, sometimes when she goes, and that, today was one of those days, and um, <laughs> this is this was kind of a first for me. I mean, you know, guys, we're all full of testosterone, and sometimes we butt heads, and we have, you know, you know. Guy stuff, guy experiences, you know what I mean? Like, who's the biggest, uh, you know, who's big alpha male kind of thing? Well, I had one of those situations at the estate sale today. Oh, no. um, So I'm standing, you know, like, there really was no set line. There was none. And there was only, you know, uh, five of us there. So when I showed up, there was one man and two women standing there. And I just walked over to the empty spot. You know, there was no set line. But I was giving everybody their distance, you know, like. There was no way to determine who was first, and it didn't matter. Like we were all gonna get something, and um, I immediately started feeling like this aggression from this guy. Like you know, he would look over, like kind of like side eye me out of his show over his shoulder, and and then he did this one weird thing. Like he noticed like. You know, so uh, one of the things with estate sales, sometimes people, you know, well, usually, especially if you're experienced, you'll bring a box with you or a bag with you or something. Well, he had a little box in his hand, and he was, like, staring at this pile of boxes, like, from the people's home that they were just making this pile of stuff to dispose of. So he stepped over the little rope, and he grabbed it, and he slammed it on the ground, and he kicked his over, like, really disrespectful. And And it caught my attention. I was just like, man, this guy's on edge. You know what I mean? Like... Even something as simple as just upgrading his box just kind of upset him. But, again, I had no, I don't even know the guy. You know, I'm just standing. Then another guy walked up, and um, I recognized him from a previous sale, and I knew he was into records. Now, one of the advertised things about the sale was they had a huge vinyl collection. Now, usually a huge vinyl collection, does it could mean something good. It could be nothing. It could right. be a huge vinyl collection of stuff I'm not into. Um, but that's kind of the fun part. And normally vinyl isn't my focus, but... I had a good feel of what was there just by what we could see. I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm gonna go for first. And I knew I kind of was gonna be competing with that one gentleman. Uh, not the guy who was super aggressive, but the guy from the previous sale. We'll just call him Fred, okay? Right. Um, so Fred and I've, we, we were okay. Like we worked in the same spot once before and everything was fine. Like there was, you know, it is what it is. He does his own thing. He's respectful. He's just there to get what he wants, right? So I kind of knew that me and Fred were going to be competing. And we'll call the other guy Chuck, okay? I didn't know what Chuck was there for, and I didn't care, because ultimately, you know, I'm going to get what I want, and he's probably going to get what he wants. We'll see, right? So the guy says, okay, you can come in. So I just start walking. Now, I wasn't sprinting or doing anything out of the ordinary, but I guess he had a sense that when I say he, I mean Chuck, had this sense of panic and i guess he's because he's an angry guy so he tried to stick his hand like on my chest and push me to the side are you serious yeah and honestly it happened so fast i didn't it didn't even like register me that chuck did this okay (laughs) like i just didn't really like it just happened so quick so i instinctively just because i mean I, you know, I'm kind of a big guy. I mean, you know, like I'm, you know, 6'2", and, you know, well over 200 pounds. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I, I'm a pretty good guy and, and big guy. So he didn't have no effect on me. But when I shoved him back, because basically it's oh. like, do not do not touch me. And I just kind of shoved him back. And he kind of, like, toppled over a little bit and landed into the oh, bookcase. He didn't go all the way to the ground. Well, because we were both walking down this aisle, and he tried to run up behind me and shove me to the side. So I just like oh instinctively just shoved him off me, and um, all I did you know. And honestly, Duke, I didn't even turn around. I didn't even care. I knew what I was there for. I was going for the records, and I felt like okay, this is an awkward situation. But you know, like I said, like I mean, I grew up in a rough neighborhood, and you know, I, this wasn't. This wasn't shocking to me to be honest, but <laughs> right. um, so then all of a sudden now he's getting mouthy. Oh, you 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 effing idiot. Don't you ever touch me or I'll put you in the ground or something. Oh my so, god. So now he's got my attention. Okay. And oh uh Fred, he was loving it because now I'm not where he's at. <laughs> like he went straight to the I mean, I'm already at the records and I was already looking through him when he starts, you know, making these death threats. So I turned around, and I'm sizing, and I'm looking at him, and, like, you know, he's an older gentleman. I didn't know how old. I mean, he's not old enough to get his butt kicked if he wants it. You know what I mean? Like, right. I mean, he was able enough to try to shove me to the ground. But, again, this is not what I'm there for. I'm not there to cause trouble. I'm just there to, especially not for the people, the poor people just trying to sell their items. I mean, I didn't want any trouble. But, right. uh he starts walking towards me and then you know I tell him I was like listen you're about to make a big mistake you know (laughs) and I just want you know you you won't this won't end well for you just go back to what you're doing oh don't you this it's just big talk and then once I recognize it's just big talk I'm just like yeah whatever so I just turn around I start going through the records and and this is the stupid thing, Duke. He was going for some figurines or something. I didn't even care oh about them. Oh my
0: gosh!
1: I did not even care. He wasn't even going for the records. So I got some really nice records, and and the guy said they were two dollars a piece. And they turned out to be one dollar a piece, and it was a, a fantastic deal. I got, I got twenty five records for twenty five bucks, and they're all in oh great man. shape. This guy was a very nice collector. This guy loved his, I don't know who it was, but he loved his collection, and he took very good care of it. And uh, But yeah, so Chuck just kept running his mouth, and now Chuck wants to get past me because I'm kind of where the records were. They were by a door, so he needed to go past me to get out the door to go to the next section of the estate sale. So he comes up, get out of my way now, you know, barking orders.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: And uh, I told him, I I just stared him right in the face. I was like, good luck. You can go around. Oh, my gosh. And then so this, uh, then, then, you know, the poor host, I felt so bad. I actually walked up and talked to them afterwards and apologized and all that and explained kind of what was happening because they didn't even know what was going on. They just knew that these guys were, these idiots were arguing at their estate. Right. And, um. So that guy he moved something. Like there was like something that was kind of preventing him to like squeeze past me. So he moved it. You know, and I was and I was being an immature idiot. I could have just got out of his way. But this guy was not he didn't deserve the respect he was commanding, you know.
0: Right, right.
1: So then he starts in with telling me how old he is. I'm seventy-five years old. And I'm like, and I'm looking at him and frankly. Wait a minute. He, looked,
0: he was he was seventy five years old. This is
1: what he's claiming. Now I don't know if that's true. And I know this makes me sound horrible, but he did not look like that. This guy was a big strapping guy. Um, trust me. Now, I know the joke right. is this is some old man. And he's got a cane. <laughs> and trust me, if that was the situation, I would not I would have been horrified by it. But I felt like this strong hand pushing me out of the way. And I turned around, and, you know, it's this guy, right? Right. And, uh, you know, he, he claimed he was. I somehow doubt it. If he's 75, this guy's living right because he had a, you know, he was – good shape big upper body and I mean I don't know if he is he is but again I I, this isn't something I wanted so um but he just keeps at it and I'm just like gosh I'm like okay so you're 75 do you want to continue this you know what I mean like you (laughs) do you want to see 76 just leave me alone (laughs) you know what I mean like I don't I, I don't know you I don't care who you are I don't care how old you are you shoved me, you got what you deserved, and frankly, you're fine, so just leave me alone. And uh it just, oh, this guy just staring daggers through me. But you know what? And as I was telling her as we were leaving, you know, we were driving down the road, and, and you know, I was a little regretful about the situation. And I was like, I know I didn't do anything wrong initially, but I, I didn't do anything to defuse it after he's in my face. But honestly, I didn't think there was any way to defuse it. This guy, mm-hmm. and I was saying, it's like, no, see, this guy's a jerk he goes around his life bullying people he was already with attitude before anything even happened yeah you know what i mean so I, again I, it wasn't my finest moment but you know <laughs> i honestly didn't know who was pushing me when i pushed him back and i definitely didn't know his that he was a senior citizen <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. but um
0: that is some story yeah wow.
1: It, yeah, so there you who go. Who knew
0: that uh, estate sailing could be so uh, risky and dangerous, <laughs> confrontational? Yeah. And it's funny because oh when I was
1: talking to the other guy, you know, like we said, Fred. Um, uh, when the guy had told us how much the albums is, and this is really the first word that came out of Fred. Even when we were at the other estate sale, it was more just like nods and everything. Uh, Fred's uh, the the guy the, yeah. the guy the guy who was running the thing said, "Oh, their albums are two dollars a piece," and uh, and then he turns to me, and goes, "Yeah, well, your buddy over there, he gets to pay twenty, you know, <laughs> like you know, like you know." He was trying to defuse the situation, and honestly, right. I-, I wasn't even mad. I was just like, "Is this guy gonna keep this up? Because I mean, if he hits me, we're gonna have a serious problem here. You right, know what I mean? Right. Like, I'm not gonna let. I don't care how old you are, you're not gonna hit me. You know what I mean? I'll, <laughs> I, I, and you know, I was, I wouldn't give, you know, keep beating him or anything. But I'm not gonna just <laughs> keep, you know, beating like him I'm up. gonna stop." I'm going to stop the situation from happening. You know what I mean? Right. And, uh, oh yeah. And then he's telling me he's going to sue me and uh, you'll see me again. Okay. Whatever, dude. I'll never see you again. If I do, who cares? You know, like your best bet is just to ignore me and I'll ignore you. I don't know who you are, but, uh, so, (laughs) and and this is the other thing I didn't know. (laughs) Um, we were eating lunch afterwards and, uh, she said that, um, she said something, something, he he was bleeding, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, wait a minute, what? She goes, yeah, like, uh, he kept ranting and raving about how you made him bleed. And I was like, what are you even talking about? I didn't hear any of that. And I guess when he hit the bookcase, he cut his arm, and the lady oh went and got gosh. him a paper towel. <laughs> so, you hey, drew blood at the, at blood the, the, state, the state sale. sale. yeah. <laughs> a senior citizen no less. Oh, wait, Poor wait guy. till Bill
0: gets a hold of this story.
1: Oh, I'm sure. I'm going to and I knew even I sh- I was like, you know what? I don't care it happened. It's it's hilarious and it sucks and I wish it oh, didn't man. happen and I do I don't feel bad that it happened to him. I just feel bad that the situation happened. That guy deserves yeah. whatever he gets. That guy is a bundle yeah, of negativity like and he I bet you he bullies everybody that will let him get away with it. I could you no. you could tell a jerk when you see one, and he's definitely. Oh a jerk, yeah. So, so um, anyway, that was my experience. Wow. Yeah, I got a bunch of fun stuff though, you know. So I'm I'm happy with my haul. But uh, <laughs> that's, that's uh, what I'm matters. glad Look. I didn't get hauled away. I mean, <laughs> it could have yeah. went the wrong way for me. So.
0: Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Now you can't uh, rag on Bill about stealing tapes. Just robbing from old that man. old man because he's gonna
1: <laughs> say I beat up one, right? Yeah. yeah. I know. Oh man. I know. Wait. To, uh, hopefully he doesn't tune in. So. <laughs> Your experience
0: this morning was much more exciting than mine. I just had a, a, a very normal experience uh, shopping for my stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, but. that's what I was hoping for. The rest of the day was completely normal. Everybody yeah. was haggling themselves down. It was great. I would go up and yeah. ask him how much. Like, I was asking twenty, but I'll give it to you for fifteen. Like okay, so it was <laughs> a good day. But.
0: That's good. That's good.
1: What, what a difference. I've never seen 10,000 tapes in one store. There's so much kid stuff. And I can keep them for three evenings. Now this is a video store. Ordinary video stores don't even come close to Blockbuster Video. You've just got to see it to know what we mean.
0: Wow. 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 What a difference. Blockbuster Video. Come discover the Blockbuster difference. Wow. All right. Well, I guess we'll just jump right into our main topic because we have a lot of questions here to get through and I'm pretty excited about some of them so um, how do you want to do this you just want to have me read them off and you can yeah you can both and you answer, answer them
1: first and then I'll answer second
0: all right I'm, I'm put these in order received so some of these were asked on uh, Twitter and some were asked on our discord so the first one came from our buddy Ramvox Richard and he asks uh, can you share some examples of your childhood ideas for comics games characters Movies, cartoons, etc., and he said in parentheses, I, "I bet Duke still has some drawings." So I, I have quite a bit to say here. Um, maybe you can go first, just to.
1: Well, I, I, you know, and I, I gave this one a lot of thought because you know it was a well thought out question by Ram Vox. Yeah, and, good question. Um, and you know, like my early thoughts of it was, and I don't even remember all the specifics. I just remember like me and this kid brainstorming a video game as a, as you know, a kid. We were we would we, we, we play down at this local arcade where my the town my grandparents lived in and um and uh we you know we we just started talking about it and it had something to do with like popeye and fighting bees and and then the boss was pluto or, or brutus like we were like which one is it is it you know what i mean because there was like <laughs> two of them right and uh wimpy brutus, would give yeah. you yeah, but there oh, were no. It's blue.
0: It's Bluto or something. Bluto, isn't it? right? Bluto yeah, yeah.
1: and Brutus. There was. He had okay. two names. Yeah. Huh. I'm pretty sure about that. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, we the, we were talking about the multiple things, and you know, like um, basically, we developed a Popeye game. But I don't know where the bees came into play. But somehow he was being chased by bees. He had to jump over him or punch them. And uh, every now and then he would get a can of spinach and then he would basically be like the star in Super Mario Brothers. But we hadn't even played Super Mario Brothers yet because it wasn't even out. So we kind of had like that undefeated. I remember when um, the first time I played Super Mario Brothers, that kind of came back to me. I was thinking, man, we were thinking about something like that, like an undefeated thing that lasted for like 15 seconds or something. Or not undefeated, but an invincible item. So that was that. Mm -hmm. And then when I was a teenager... When I was watching the Thundercats and uh, fighting games were like kind of the big rage. And I remember thinking like that would be cool if there was a Thundercats, like a Street Fighter, kind of like Thundercats oh, yeah. the, or or beat them up because um, I thought either one would be awesome. And I was always surprised there was never a Thundercats video game. Yeah, and, that's um, true. That's true. So it's not like I developed the game, but it was something kind of like, you know, like a, a night like, why isn't there? You know, I mean, there was all these random fighters, especially when the fighting games were at the height. So I always thought, like, you know, Thundercats would have been fun. You know what I mean? Well, think
0: about the the fact that, you know, here he you are in right in the middle of the 80s, uh, the, the height of the NES era, and there was never a Transformers video game.
1: Well, there was and, one in Japan, but it didn't yeah, make it over. But yeah, right. that's another thing. Or He-Man. Like, how was there not a He-Man well, NES Well, there was game? a
0: He-Man game for the Atari and the Intellivision. Well, right, but for the NES... But, Yes. Well, I
1: guess maybe by the time the NES came it faded out but definitely Thundercats and and you know, there was GI Joe. I mean not Thundercats I meant um, the Transformers. Yeah. there was GI Joe and but at the time I didn't know it. I remember thinking like why isn't there a GI Joe game? And then you know years later when I started getting back into collecting, I was like, oh, there was actually two. So like yeah, but I, I never I that. never saw those. i never a kid seen either. them either. So I yeah. always thought I used to think that like why isn't there a GI Joe because mm-hmm. there wasn't like a way to find out the list of games. It was just like whatever's at the yeah. store.
0: But there's a great GI Joe game for the Atari. I love that game. It's a paddle game.
1: Yeah, but see, I didn't yeah. know that either. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, had like, that I as didn't a kid. Yeah. yeah, I didn't have that. I didn't know that either, but now, um,
0: Let me ask you. Let me go back to the, the Popeye idea. Was that had you ever ever played the arcade game?
1: No. And see, okay. that's the other weird thing cuz I know Popeye kind of has some weird stuff that he hits and all that. So they didn't have Popeye. We had Donkey Kong, which ironically was supposed to be a Popeye game. But, um, Mm -hmm, yeah, but we had, we never, I never even played Popeye, but I used to watch the cartoon a lot. Like it was one of those cartoons that always played locally, like in the morning before you went to school. And, um, and uh, the other kid, we both had, you know, we both liked it, you know, even though at that point, I don't even think it was on anymore, but you know, it was Popeye was kind of like one of those things in the eighties that even though it wasn't even a cartoon from the eighties, which is so weird, but, um, well, you and it your friend just... were
0: quite the visionaries. I mean, you came up with the Popeye idea, and it actually came out later. And then the idea for invincibility, like you said, that's
1: yeah, I mean it's it's really weird because I don't know where that came from, but we just thought like when you had spinach, it'd be like the Popeye cartoon where your muscles would get big and then you could just beat anything and then eventually it would wear out because then we thought like, well, if you had it, how would you not just beat the game? And then it was like, well, then it has to go away after a while. You know, like, <laughs> wow. Because yeah. you, if you did, you, then the game would just, you would just beat the game. So that wouldn't, like, we even understood that there still had to be a challenge to the game. You had to have something, it had to wear off. And then we thought, well, you know, like yeah. Wimpy or the little baby or whatever, like, like, the characters would throw out a can of spinach randomly or something. And, well, um, you missed or your you'd calling, fight maybe, it or something. But.
0: Maybe it should have been a. A video game designer instead of an MMA uh, estate sale guy.
1: Right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true.
0: No. Uh, anything else?
1: No, no, no. It's, I, I did. You know, I, I, was trying to think. I knew there has to be something for comics or something because I was mm-hmm. really into comic books. But I, I, don't know, man. I don't really remember. I, I, know me and my friend. We would draw some stuff and then, um, you, you know. Yeah. Like, combined powers, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, you had Iceman's powers and Spider-Man's whatever, webs and stuff like that. But um, I don't really remember anything specific. I don't remember any names, and those drawings are long gone. But we did it, I just don't remember anything specific.
0: That's cool. How about you? I
1: know you got drawings. Oh,
0: yeah, and thankfully I still have everything. And this is where Discord's going to be awesome, because I'm going to put everything on there, but... Yeah, I had quite a few ideas that I had uh, brought to fruition. Um, One of them being a... I did a full comic book of this. uh, It's called The Karate Clan. And this was a a rip-off of the Ninja Turtles, I think, because I was really into the Ninja Turtles, as most kids were um, when they first came to be popular in the, I guess it was the early 90s, right? Late 80s, early 90s? Yeah, it it
1: started late 80s, but the comic was was obviously 80s, and um, it, the cartoon I think it was around and, 88, 89 when it started yeah. in that
0: range. So I, I probably didn't recognize it or, or probably admit it back then that it was a ripoff. but it's essentially the same. It's a group of, and I got the whole thing, I'll show the comic, it's got, you know, it's probably, I don't know, seven or eight pages long, and I drew every panel and wrote all the, the whole story out, and essentially it's this group of um, misfit kids that this, you know old sensei took in off the city streets and trained up in his dojo and they're fighting crime in the city it's it's pretty funny but it's cool it's got the the typical 90s gore in there like i got throwing stars splattering blood out of their head and everything and machine guns and it's it's pretty funny to go back and look at so that's, i'll share that on the awesome. discord
1: yeah i can't wait to look at that stuff so
0: that was my big full comic that i actually drew out was the karate clan also i'd come up with a, a superhero uh, called bullet And I have some drawings of him as well that I still have. And the origin story of him, it's so stupid. But it was essentially, you know, as I mentioned in our last podcast, I was pretty fascinated with flying. So this is a flying superhero, of course. And how he got his powers of flight was that, I don't know, something like somebody, there was some kind of scuffle and somebody had a gun and he fell into a puddle and a light lightning bolt struck the pedal and it caused his hand to clench and fire the gun. And the bullet had lightning on it and it went to bullets head and and shot him in the head. So he's in the hospital. And when he recovered, that lightning bolt, you know, charged up bullet gave him the power of flight. And he had this black suit with like a, it was like a Batman esque, but no cape and no right. ears. But he had like a black jumpsuit on and a mask, and he was Bullet. He just he flew around fighting crime. So dude, I had the name
1: that. is awesome, dude.
0: Yeah, so I'll, I'll show you that on the Discord as well. So that, that was another you, that's,
1: one. That's a great name, Bullet. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it's probably been used at some point now, but that's an awesome name.
0: Yeah, thanks. I, I always liked him. I never made a, a full comic. I just had concept art and the story idea. So I never really made a full comic of him. And then the other thing that comes to mind is I did a pretty elaborate like Dungeons and Dragons type paper and pencil game, but it was with superheroes. So it was like Spider-Man and, and I guess any superhero you want. And I still have that game. And I had all the rules drew out. And, you know, I went out and bought one of those like 12-sided die and everything that you would roll like D&D. I never played a lot of D&D, but I just wanted to make my own game up that was like D&D. So I had all the character sheets and I had drawings of each superhero and their abilities and their strength and all that stuff and i don't i think i only played it once or twice with one of my friends but i made the whole thing so i'll I'll show some of that too so those are the three main things that come to mind but i was really really into drawing i constantly was doodling and drawing and that's why i never did well in school because that's that's all i wanted to do was draw (laughs) so i was constantly making up you know little sketches of you know superheroes and stuff like that but and I, I did other comics as well, uh, some funny ones and stuff like that of my family. Um, but the main one, main ones are the ones I mentioned. So that's a really good question, Richard. I appreciate that one. That was uh, that'll be fun to put on the Discord as I mentioned. So that was our first question.
1: Yeah, that was a good one. So
0: then we have from our buddy Kyle. Um, let's see. He wrote uh, mine is a bit more standard. But what is something from your childhoods that you loved then? but not so much now and vice versa i guess what was something you just hated then but love now so what's well, your answer well i'll do mine it's
1: pretty simple like i was trying to think of like um, i remember going through a phase with some tv shows when i was a kid i used to hate mash and i can't say oh, i'm a big yeah. I, I can't say i'm a big fan of it now but i remember when in like the teen years i started watching it a little more like cuz it was always in syndication and I remember appreciating it, so that's something that comes to mind. But something okay. very specific, um, and the other, like Taxi, that was another show I remember. Like my dad would watch. I couldn't stand it, but then oh man, became, my
0: dad loved Taxi.
1: <laughs> yeah, but when I got older, I was like, I ended up watching like every episode or something. I was like, oh, you know what, it wasn't bad. It's a great bad. show. I mean, it it's a great yeah, show. It was like it was a pretty good show, but, um, but more specifically, uh, something that I know like really is weird because it really doesn't, I think it's more about taste buds is when I was a kid, um, I could not stand the taste of Coke. Like it tasted so like harsh or something. I don't even know what uh-huh. to, how to explain it. Like Coca-Cola straight up regular Coke.
0: Well, it has got some bite to it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, but I, I loved Pepsi. You know, I really, I mean, Pepsi wasn't necessarily my favorite, but if I had a computer I'm just saying between those two. I mean, mostly I've mostly drank Dr. Pepper or root beer, but between, um, Coke and Pepsi, it was no choice. If I went, to, like I used to hate going to McDonald's for that reason. If they were out of Dr. Pepper or something like I didn't hate yeah. going to McDonald's, but that was one of the things that annoyed me. Cause they were always Coke. I'm like, why don't you have Pepsi? You know? And, right. uh, but now as an adult, when I go to a restaurant, if I'm, you know, I haven't had sodas in a while, but when I do partake, um, when they ask me if I want a soda and it's like, do you got Coke or Pepsi? And they're like, Pepsi. I'm like, ah, just give me, uh, give me tea or something like, right. It's too sweet now. Like, I don't know. And I know it's the same formula, but it just tastes so too sweet. Mm -hmm. Whereas now Coke, I love the taste of Coke. Matter of fact, I mean, I like, I don't drink the regular Coke anymore, but I, I do really enjoy. And here's another thing, like the Coke zero aspect. I would have never drank like a diet soda. I would have rather just had nothing. You know what I mean? Right. But, but I don't think Coke Zero is kind of like the average diet soda. It really tastes kind of like Coke. And yeah, you know, pretty yeah. much all those zeros, though, like Mountain Dew Zero and Dr Pepper Zero and all that. But um, anyway, so basically, uh, yeah, I switched back to, or I, I'm, I'm a Coke over Pepsi.
0: Yeah, I never. Um... I never liked Pepsi that much. Uh, I think we talked about this before as well. Uh, I was always a Coke fan, but I haven't, I don't drink soda anymore, but when I did, I always liked Coke. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, California is kind of a Pepsi land.
0: Hmm. Interesting.
1: Like, I, I don't know. Um, you know, I don't, I mean, I'm not, obviously the big chains have contracts now, but like you were more likely to get Pepsi than Coke. It was, uh, even like the stores, like the, especially in Fresno, um, like if you go to like a like a convenience store, there's more likely to be more Pepsi products than Coke. But you want to hear something mm. wild? You go to Texas, and they're all about Dr Pepper. Like you go in there, huh. and they'll have like five doors of Dr Pepper and like one of Coke and one of Pepsi. It's like, what? That's where weird. am I at? Yeah, I'd never done it, but <laughs> this Pepsi rep, well, years ago when I worked at a store, he was he was telling me about it, and I looked it up, and it's like, oh, it makes sense because they're based in Texas. But uh, gotcha. it's kind of wild, this Dr Pepper country there.
0: Gotcha. And what about something? Um, the second part of the question.
1: I did both. Some, oh, okay. So I have something that I hated as a kid, which was Coke, and now I love it as a kid. And um, oh, okay, I see, I see. You know what I'm saying? And then yeah, I yep, used to yep. love Pepsi, and now I hate it. So I, I, I see I they're just, tied together. Yeah. Okay. Yes.
0: Well, for me, um, I picked um something I liked as a as a child and not so much now as is wrestling. Uh as I mentioned in our last podcast we touched on it briefly. Uh, I got into wrestling um a little bit. Um but I was pretty into it. I really liked the, watching WrestleMania uh and I was really into I had the, some of the toys and I, I liked watching the I guess every Saturdays or something just the wrestling matches. Um so I got into it like everybody else did my age. It was the new popular thing. Um but I just ha- I I don't watch any wrestling now. I don't it doesn't really it doesn't really pull in my nostalgia strings at all. It doesn't do anything for me. Like when I see a wrestling toy or see Hulk Hogan or if I ever were to ever watch wrestling, it just doesn't do anything for me. So I just don't care about it anymore. Um, and I didn't, never really cared about it too much to begin with, but I was into it. But I just it just never really um, sat with me, I guess. It never really kind of connected with me on any kind of... Like, I know you're real into it.
1: Well, um, yeah, I mean, I still enjoy it. Yeah. Yes.
0: So that's that's one example of something that I was into for, a, you know, a year or two back when I was a kid and just have zero interest so in now. So who was your
1: guy? Hulk Hogan?
0: Yeah. Yeah, he okay. was the hero.
1: That's good. Know? He was. But I didn't know, you know, I was trying to gauge your time where you could have been an Ultimate Warrior guy. So
0: No, no, that um I think that was later. I don't I don't remember much about him. I just remember Hulk Hogan, the Iron Sheik. Oh, yeah. Like we talked Nikolai about before Paul. all the the original kind of like group Um, From the beginning is what I remember the most. Um, Andre the Giant, you know, I liked him a lot. He was cool. Oh, yeah. So then something that I'd never liked then, but now I like, and that's eating healthy. Like, I don't like candy (laughs) and cereal and soda anymore. It just turns my stomach... But I love, like, a good salad and fresh uh-huh. vegetables. And I could, you couldn't get a vegetable in my mouth to save your life when I was a kid. I hated all vegetables. Right. But now, man, I love green beans and broccoli, and I just I love eating healthy. It just tastes better yeah. um, to me. And I, I, I'm turned off by, like, fast food and junk food now. But I wasn't back then, man. I ate it up well, like, right. like everybody else. So I guess that's the only example I could think of of something that's turned that way uh, for me. So.
1: Okay, well, that's fair. Yep.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, so next we've got, you know, this one, Chris, um, from someone named Cool Lady. I don't know who this person is. That's fine. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not sure if they're a listener or not, or just someone that follows us on Twitter.
1: He follows but, me on Twitter. We've interacted. This is okay. kind of that wild question, right?
0: Yeah, I, I, I don't have an answer for this because I honestly I, don't understand the I, question.
1: I don't understand it either. I'm assuming it's either some inside thing that we're not aware of, or... He was but I'm going joking. to read it. But Go ahead and read I pre- it, because I... I, cause could, I
0: appreciate yeah. it, that he yeah. went out of his way Absolutely. to give us questions. No, question, no, so. no,
1: well, I'm not trying to... Yeah, right, we're not trying to, like, be down oh, no. on him. I just, I oh, just don't no. know how to answer it, but go for it. It's, uh, if
0: you were to have one animal bring you to a magical wand... Wait a minute. If you were to have one animal bring to you a magical wand okay. to transport you to any place to get anything you want... Would a giraffe carrying a sword put a giant sandwich in your left hand or your right hand? And would the sandwich actually be a tool and which one? I don't know. I would just
1: say no, because if the animal brought me a magic wand to go wherever I want or the bird or whatever, the original thing that brought me the wand, (laughs) um, I would just eliminate the rest of that question. So there you go. I have the magic wand. I can do whatever I want. I would have sandwiches in both hands. There you How go. How about that?
0: Sandwiches in both hands is my answer as well. Yes. What kind of sandwich would you put in each hand?
1: Uh let's have uh you know, like a like an Italian combo on the right one and maybe uh you know a, like a like a peppered turkey in the other. Why not?
0: Does a, a cheesesteak sub count as a sandwich?
1: Absolutely. Okay, I'm going to go any, with the any cheese. A sub is a sandwich, and okay. and you know I've this debate. A little sidebar here for a minute: Is a hot dog a sandwich or a hamburger a sandwich?
0: I guess. I mean, I don't know. I don't call I mean, them sandwiches. Is it,
1: is it the idea? Is like something is sandwiched between bread, right? I mean, is not yeah, that kind yeah. of what a sandwich is?
0: Sure, but nobody calls a hot dog a sandwich.
1: Well, but it is a debate.
0: Oh, is it? It's I one of those that.
1: things that people bring up because they think they're intellectual, so they bring it up. And then <laughs> okay. just like hey, You know, is it a hamburger or a sandwich? And it's like, I mean, yeah. I mean, you could say, no, it's a hamburger, but no, it's Well, a it's sandwich. nobody
0: calls it. You, you can say it's technically a sandwich, but nobody calls it a sandwich. Right. but right? If,
1: Okay, yeah. but what's the difference of having a hamburger? Because all it is is a beef patty or having a roast beef. Sandwich. I don't know. I guess I mean, it's they're just essentially, a, what, they're the same yeah. meats. I mean it's just sure. prepared differently, but it's still the same product.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll have that debate. Maybe we'll make a whole podcast about that maybe. We do the whole about thing. That. We'll just go back <laughs> and
1: forth. You give me the reasons why it's not a sandwich and I'll tell you why you're wrong.
0: Well, let me tell you what, what I'd have in my two hands. I'd have a cheesesteak sub with fried onions, hot peppers, and mustard, salt and pepper. Oh wow. That sounds better in one than hand my first choice. And then my left hand, my other hand, I would have um Let's do uh, turkey, lettuce, tomato, bacon, and Dijon mustard.
1: Well, with my wand, I'm going to make myself a third hand, and I'm going to take your sub. That pepper, <laughs> key steak sub sounded really good, so I'm going to have three sandwiches. How about hey, that? It, and it, it turns out eliminate this eliminate the rest of the animals. I'm going to eat them as well.
0: It turns out this was actually a good question. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's that the one.
1: answer you were looking for, buddy, but, hey, we appreciate it. Yeah.
0: Okay, this next one is from our good friend Matt Bandy. Uh, let's see here. What are some Holy Grail items from your childhood that you no longer have that you would like to have once again? The items can be anything from your childhood. They don't have to be toys or game related. So what's yours?
1: Well, I, I wrote down, uh, let's see, uh, th- four items. Um, the first one was my 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 original Millennium Falcon, and I kind of just like lumped in whatever my store. I just put Star Wars toys, but specifically that, even though I have replaced it, I think there'd be something special about having these toys that I played with so much. Um, The other one was my BMX bike. I honestly don't even know what happened to it. I truly think like, where did that go? I I think when me and my, my, my parents separated the last time, somehow I got left behind. I don't know. Uh. Like I can't imagine I wouldn't have took it. So I really don't know what happened to that bike. And it, Oh, and then, you know, oh, I got another item. My, my original <laughs> Nint- my, my Nintendo with my original games. Like, I, I'm shocked. That, see, that's how, like, off games I am right now because I'm surprised it isn't my number one. Um, mm. Also, I had a, uh, it's like a Volterra skateboard. It was the same skateboard that uh, Marty McFly had in Back to the Future. I remember my grandmother okay. bought me it um, for Christmas one year and um it's not like i would write it and frankly it probably was kind of a cheap skateboard to be honest but it was cool uh but you know it wasn't as good as like a you know like a Powell peralta or whatever yeah yeah or you know but um and then the last one i this is maybe a little sappy but it'd be my grandparents you know if they could have them Aww. back that would actually be my holy grail so i would that's, give all that stuff away just to have them back
0: that's the best answer of them all for sure. Um, So I I did not include anything that I already have I just thought about things that I haven't recollected yet So I I also included my original Kenner Millennium Falcon Because that was a a special um, kind of memory for me How I attained that I talked about it before in our Star Wars episode, I think Where it was given to me uh, as a birthday present, I think And I saw it before I was supposed to get it Anyway, that story's already been told But that is certainly one that's uh, kind of a holy grail for me my photon guns. Um, I didn't have laser tag. I had, as you call it, the bootleg laser tag guns, and they were called photon guns. And um, I would love... They were kind of... I never see those because I don't think they were very popular compared to laser tag. So I've never seen them in the wild uh, at all. But just to hear that sound again when you push pull that trigger... That would take me right back because I thought those were the coolest things in the world. So I'd love to have those. Um, also, my Bionic mandal which was like a, you know, like a large G.I. Joe size yeah. doll, the 12 inch. And I had the one that you could see like the, the stuff in his arm moving around little gears and you could look in the back of his head through his eye and it was like magnified. It was the coolest toy in the world. I love that toy. Um, so that I think that's really expensive now if you go to try to find one of those cause they're pretty sought after. And they, that was probably from like the sixties or seventies, I guess. But I had one as a kid. Somebody that's must have really given cool. it to me probably or something. Me down, that's the thing, yeah. yeah, so I would love to have that again. Uh, also, the Evil Knievel motorcycle I had. Um, yeah, that's the one the most where you cool. put it in the thing and you wind it up and it, you shoot like, it across the living room. I love that thing. So I know that probably goes for a pretty penny as well. I believe. Um, and then the other thing I put on here, I think I mentioned it before, is the Hot Wheels garage uh, that you open up. It's like a suitcase. Yeah, my and it has a one of those. those were yeah, so cool. and the ramp it goes down. You take the thing, and the elevator brings it back up. I would love to have that back. So those are the items that I, I guess I consider my holy grail items from my childhood.
1: Yeah, those are really good, man.
0: Yeah. All right. So then, uh, Chris uh, Duke Togo from the um, Collector Cast podcast, good friend of ours. Excellent podcast. I, yes, I, I but,
1: co-hosted that one time. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I've been listening to them for years and years and years. Uh, it's always a good time. They do a great job in, in Chris. I bought toys off Chris before. Oh, yeah. I bought he, an off him. He's a good guy.
1: Offer. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah.
0: So he asked, um, which of the video game cereals did you eat as a kid? He actually had two questions. That's the first one.
1: Yeah, we'll do the first one first. Um,
0: well, I'll answer this one first because I don't remember. Okay. I'm sure I ate the Nintendo system at some point, I just don't remember if I did. Um, and other than that, I don't remember any other video game cereals. Do you?
1: Well, the only one that I I can't say I ever had any Nintendo cereal, but the one I do remember having was the Pac-Man cereal.
0: I don't remember that either.
1: And I don't even remember it being that good. I remember thinking that the other cereals that I normally had in the rotation were better, but I really wanted to have Pac-Man cereal because it had like the power pellets and all that. But I mm. didn't think it was that good of a. I didn't think it was that good, to be honest. I mean, at least that's what I remember, anyway. I remember thinking, like, nah, I'm going to go back to Captain Crunch or Sugar Smacks or whatever. You know. Yeah, I,
0: I never got to pick what cereal I had. I got whatever my mom brought home that was on sale. And, again, it was usually the generic store brand stuff. It was only a rare treat that we got, like, a name brand cereal anyway. But I, I imagine at some point I probably had the Nintendo cereal. I just honestly don't remember if I did or not. So... But his I second know, question, for a
1: fact I didn't I didn't even know it existed until I started collecting. I was like, how did I not know this?
0: <laughs> and then his second question is a little more spicy, I guess. What is Nintendo's worst console and why is it the N64? What do you have to say about that, Chris?
1: I will disagree with his assessment. It is not the oh. N64. And I will tell I'll give some reasons why. For one, it was innovative. The analog stick came out in the Nintendo 64. It brought the first-person shooter into the front of of the popular culture at the time, even though it wasn't the first shooter, but GoldenEye was a groundbreaking game for home consoles. Um, it added that, uh, co-op, uh, or that co-op, but the couch co well, it's not co-op, but the, you know, like the multiplayer. That's what I'm trying to say. The mm-hmm. couch yeah. multiplayer thing. And my, even though I didn't really care for that as much, I usually really just try to beat the missions and get all the extras. But my brother and his friends really did love, um, you know, the multiplayer, uh, I will say the worst console of Nintendo is kind of, I mean, this ain't even that like, like groundbreaking. I'm not going out on the ledge here. It's the virtual boy. And I'll give reasons yeah. why I'll tell you why I like the virtual boy, but I'm going to tell you why it's a fail. It's their most failed console because For it sure. failed at everything it's supposed to be. Okay. It was, yeah. it's neither portable or virtual. <laughs> I mean, that's serious. I'm not yeah, even trying to make a joke. It is not a portable console because, for one, it's too cumbersome. You're not going to walk around with it. Where are you going to carry it? Unless you were one of those kids who parents bought you some sort of carrying case, you couldn't really carry it anywhere. So it's not a portable console. And it even failed at 3D to some extent. I mean, most of the games, the 3D was shoehorned in. Really, the only one that like really feels like it was meant for 3D is like Mario Clash. I mean, I'm not saying there's none that don't work, but like the 3D baseball, you're just playing baseball, you know, like the golf. You're just playing golf. I mean, it's a, it had a, a very small library, only 14 in the United States. There was a few Japanese exclusives, but it failed. It died within a year. It, they were discounting it. I mean, imme- almost immediately this thing was getting discount. They knew they had a failed console almost immediately. They probably knew it was dead at launch. That's the most failed. No way. The, the 64 was a very successful console. It just was, when well, you're comparing it to the Super Nintendo or the NES, yeah, it didn't sell as many, but it had more competition. It was going up against um, the PlayStation, which became the big hot console. It also had, you know, Sega still in the background and, you know, all these other ones trying to come out. So, and the PC was starting to become more of a thing. So it had more competition. Oh, yeah. yeah. So. Well,
0: I'm afraid to go down this road, but I don't consider the Virtual Boy a console. Are we talking handhelds? Because they're not really consoles, right?
1: I'm not calling it a handheld. Well, I'm it, saying didn't, it didn't plug into their... a
0: TV, did it?
1: Uh, well, the, the what you're looking at is a TV. It has a screen, don't it? I mean, I it's not, so that's it's considered not like a console? something you're... I would consider it a console.
0: Oh, okay. yeah. Well, what about I mean, what about the Game I guess, Boy? I
1: guess if Well, I would say that's a, that's a handheld console. What do you call it?
0: I, I, I put them in separate categories. I call them consoles and handhelds.
1: Well, there's a home console and a handheld console. Did he say home console specifically? It
0: just says console.
1: Okay. See, that's
0: why, that's why I was afraid to go down this road. Because <laughs> behold, that's debate. the
1: road. That's how I took it. If you're saying a console, what else is it? If it's not a console, I, what
0: I, is i For me, this question includes NES, Super Nintendo, N64, GameCube, um, the Wii, the Wii U. And the Switch.
1: Well, if thing. that if you want to limit it to those, then I would say the Wii U. And I'm not I'm, saying yeah. that Wii U is not a great console. I do like the Wii U, but the Switch is the console they wanted to make.
0: Okay, here's what I'm going to say for my answer. Go ahead. If I'm limiting, if I'm going to limit and get it rid of handhelds and sure, get rid I, of know, that. E- even if even if the um, the Virtual Boy is considered a console, which I don't care if it is or not, but I I wouldn't even include. It was such a flop, and I never played it. I would only include consoles that I'm familiar with and that I played, because that that was such a flop you can barely even count it, right? Even if it was.
1: What well, that's kind of the point. That's the yeah. Big, I mean that, But well, go that, ahead. So it, let's just take it out. What is your okay. besides the Virtual Boy? What are you gonna do? I, What are you gonna say?
0: I would go with the Wii. For oh, me.
1: that's like yeah. the most successful console they ever sold.
0: No, no, I'm not saying it's not successful. But I'm talking about my personal experience. What right. I think is the worst console that did not appeal to me. N64, I loved. Yeah, I played a ton of, of it. I played, my gosh, GoldenEye, Banjo-Kazooie, um, even like uh, Star Fox 64. I mean, the list, uh, uh, Rogue Squadron. I played tons of games on the N64. Mario right. 64, um, Ocarina of Time, Wave Runner, whatever it's called, Wave Race. Uh, I'm looking right. at it right here. What is it called? Wave... I can't, it's too far away. It's, it's but anyway, <laughs> <good>. <laughs> um, I had a ton of fun with that console, and it hit me at the right time. It was like my post-high school years. I was playing with my friends that were in college, and it was just a, a, a good, it was at a good time for me. All, all the ca- couch co-op stuff and the couch multiplayer was fun. I had lots, lots of outings with my friends over the house playing Goldeneye and Star Fox and stuff. So, man, it was, no way was that the worst console, in my opinion. Uh, the Wii did not appeal to me. I, I'm not saying it wasn't a good system, and I know people love it. I just didn't have any interest in it. I played it, I played it very casually here and there with my kids, and that was it. I just didn't had no interest in it. I, I like the Wii U better than the Wii. So there's yeah, that. Yeah,
1: I mean, I, I think the Wii U had a lot of potential, but mm-hmm. I think the Wii, I mean, besides the, uh, okay, let's just take out the success aspect of it, because it was a yeah. phenomenal success. Huge success. Oh yeah, of course. Um, I oh the the one of the things I didn't like was them forcing the motion controls on me. But I loved Wii Sports and I loved Wii Sports Resort. And to be honest, if you're going by how many games I played on the Wii, then yes, it is a failure in that regards. Um, because I I really only limited to maybe about a half dozen games that I played on the Wii and enjoyed. But since then, I have actually um and like it's second life for me i have found other games that i do enjoy for the wii i think it it's just at that time i just wasn't playing as much um console games anyway so but i recognize the wii's impact on on the gaming culture i mean you know everybody yeah. was playing catch-up you know i mean right, playstation right. had to put out their motion controls xbox trying to do their motion like everybody was trying to make it a motion control to try to to recreate um, eSports, yep. sports you know that big success. But um I don't know, man. I have nothing but fond memories of the 64. And yes, yeah, I know here. it hasn't aged well, and I know it's got uh, the you know, I don't know graphics I don't even, and all that stuff. I don't even but... I,
0: don't, I don't even agree with that. I think it has aged fine. I just anytime I play it, I have a great time with it. The, the graphics, the, the polygon thing everybody complains about, I never have a problem with. I just mm. played through last Halloween. I played through um uh, where uh, what's it called? Uh, what's the Halloween or the uh, horror game that, that has the fixed cameras?
1: Oh, um, I, I can't think. I know which one you're talking about, though.
0: Oh, uh, there it is, right there. Resident Evil Two.
1: Oh, okay. Well, then that's not, I I I what had you were the what you're talking best. about. I yeah, Resident it. Evil Two. Yeah. I had so much yeah, fun. Yeah, you know, that, that was a pretty, that was a pretty remarkable thing that the, that they accomplished putting that on. Bring
0: on the mitten hands. I don't care. It doesn't bother me one bit. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know why people have such a problem with, like, the graphics. I don't know. I just... Oh, I don't I know. I never... still love
1: GoldenEye, and that's a game that I'll I'll always love and yeah. play, and, um, and, and you know, even the, you know, like, uh, the first, the Ocarina of Time, like, um, that was huge for me. You know what I mean? So... That, I had, like, one of the hugest bonding experiences with my grandmother. I thought she was... Yeah. At the time, we were living with her, and, uh, when I had got to 64, and, um, I was, there was only really one TV in the house. I mean, there was a cut but that was where I was playing it you on know, was the bigger TV. And um, I was kind of monopolizing the TV and I kind of felt bad one night. So I did, I just didn't play it because I was really like jonesing to play it. But I was like, nah, you know, that's not fair. And she's asking me, he's like, hey, are we going to watch the video tonight? And I was like, the video, what are you talking about? She goes, you know, that thing that you're doing, I was like, you mean the video game? And she goes, yeah. I was like, I, th- you're enjoying it? She goes, yeah, oh, yeah, it's real interesting. And I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> let me turn it on. So um, she loved watching me play Zelda. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's not a bad console. It's good.
0: Yeah, I, I will say one more thing. Not only is it not their worst console, I think it's a fantastic console, and that's all I'm going to say. I, I had oh, yeah. a great time with it. I love it. I still love it to this day. Yeah. Even games like, even PC games like Quake and Doom, I had fun with, sure. and, and, uh, uh, what's the one with the Duke Nukem? I played that yeah, on there yeah, back in Turrock. Oh, my yeah, gosh, Turok. the list goes on. I'm getting all excited. Now I want to play it. Yeah, now, <laughs> let's, let's pause the, the podcast,
1: podcast and go play Turrock.
0: <laughs> so sorry, Chris. It is not their worst console in my opinion, but um, hey, teach their own. But thanks for the question. I really appreciate it, and thanks for listening as well. Um, okay, so here we are at Bill, our buddy from STC Podcast. The one and only. Um, He says, if you had the power to wipe 180s format from history for the betterment of mankind, which would go? Uh, VHS, beta, laser disc, eight track, cassette tapes, vinyl, CEDs, etc. Mention VHS and vinyl show. Oh, I I, I wrote that note. Of course we're going to mention that. For a second there, I thought that was what he wrote, but now I realize that. No, no, and I
1: thought you wrote that. I thought, did he? I did, I did. Yeah, okay.
0: (laughs) So what's your answer for that one?
1: Well, and I'll, I'll keep it simple. a um, track wasn't even a thing. It died before the 80s or right at the beginning of the 80s. So I take a track out. Cassette took that out. Um, if we're talking about if we were skipping steps, that would be something different. But I'm going to talk about the thing that had a bit of impact on people that I knew was, like, beta and VHS. I re- yeah, I'd i rather just get rid of beta. And I know someone will argue that beta was a better quality, but VHS won, and I just think I feel bad for all the people who bought all these beta players. I, I knew someone who had a beta player, and I remember when they were kind of phasing it out. And I imagine... I mean, this has happened time and time again when... Uh, when Blu-ray and HD DVDs yeah, were battling. Yeah, and then now they got the 4K Blu-rays. And now, you know, people are having to rebuy the same stuff again if they want to keep up. And, yeah. um, you know, and I know Laserdisc was a big problem. for. See, Laserdisc really didn't even have an impact on me because, honestly, I didn't even know it existed until years after it was not a thing. I would find them at, yard, at swap, swap meets. And I was like, what is this? And I didn't even yeah. know about Laserdisc. So, Maybe you could throw laser discs, CEDs. I have some fondness about them because of some childhood experiences, but um, that was another crappy thing. But I at least can appreciate what they were trying to do at the time, even though it wasn't a great. I don't even know what those are. Well, they kind of look like records. Um, They're they're big, bulky, plastic. Which in the shape of a record. Oh
0: yeah. They're yeah. they're
1: rectangle, but you know, yep, um, yep. but you know, like they kind of look like a, a like a record in its sleeve. Yeah. And uh, yep. a lot of times you'll find them in record stores mixed in with the records because um, people when they donated them or something they just yeah. ended up in there, or at thrift stores too. They the people at the thrift stores think they're records. Um, I I I don't know. I kind of like them because of how, you know, kind of useless they are. Like I have a ced player and it skips so i need a i don't know i've been told that i could just clean or re-oil or i don't know i've had a couple Mm -hmm. of suggestions on how to fix it but um i don't know i would say beta just because like it was just it was way more popular it was like a bigger failure if that makes sense Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like there was more people committed to beta than some of these other things so it was like kind of like a bigger loss for the people who bought it and VHS is great, so I'll stay Beta.
0: That is also my answer. Um, I guess you know VHS. I, I wouldn't want to get rid of that, obviously. Laser disc was kind of, was kind of cool. I mean, it was super high tech for the time, and yeah, uh, it's good quality media. Like you can watch uh, stuff if you have the player and the and the discs. Discs they can be quite pleasurable, I think, to watch. Um, a track. I had one as a kid, and my parents had a ton of them, and I, you know, had good experience with that. Um, I think one of our cars even might have had one in there, um, if I remember right. Uh cassette tapes are great. I still listen yeah. to those today. Yeah. Vinyl awesome. obviously C E I didn't know much about, but um you just kind of explained it to me. So yeah, I mean I just kinda of see beta as just annoying. You know, it was just kind of one yeah. of those weird, annoying things that people had to like. Well you said, and then think
1: about the rental stores, like I'm I'm yeah. pretty sure like the bigger chains probably just phased them out quick, but you had these rental stores <laughs> that still had like this archaic, small beta section. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, And I even think about like how that must have hit them, too, because, you know, they didn't know what to do. They had right. beta, and all of a sudden, VHS is coming in. Like, how many lives did that ruin? You know what I mean?
0: Right. right. I guess
1: we should go the <laughs> other way and eliminate VHS, but I'm not going to do that. So, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I say no, beta should have never existed. And I know beta is big, you know, because Bill works with beta t- or he did. So in the TV industry, beta was... Still going strong for years or whatever, but in yeah. the home industry, it, it was a big waste.
0: Well, there it is. We both agree uh, beta's got to go. Thanks for the question, Bill. Appreciate it. Uh, this one, how dare you, Chris? This one this one <laughs> really got my feathers in a bunch here. Uh, you have to replace Kurt Russell as the lead in The Thing. Which 80s leading man or woman do you choose? I I, I refuse to answer this question. You
1: have to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a listener okay. too, man. You All have right. to. You're right. Okay. You're right.
0: I, I have to uh, treat my listeners well. So, um, does Kurt Russell? Does Kurt Russell have a a son? That no. Acts? No, no. 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 No.
1: And if he did, he would have been like five at the time. You're not gonna replace <laughs> him with like a five year old. So okay. Kurt so Russell's you're
0: son. talking about a 1980? You know, like at that time?
1: Sure. A- anybody oh, from gosh. 80s? And I think I have a good answer but because I figured you were going to turn it back on me, I think there's an obvious answer. And then I, I have a different answer.
0: Can you go first?
1: Well, I think an obvious answer would be, um, Sigourney Weaver. I think she would have been great as it. And it might've added a little bit of sexual tension to the story, which might not have been good, but, um, but it might've been a little derivative of her alien role. So that's why I don't think that's the perfect answer. Um, I would say a, a young Mel Gibson. I would have took a I Mad can, Max. I can Mel see Gibson. that.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Because he no has Kurt swagger, Russell, but, but yeah. no, no, no. I think Kurt Russell was perfect for the role. I think no they doubt. made the right yeah. choice. I'm not talking about it. we. We're in a world where Kurt Russell doesn't exist. Okay. So you have to put him in there. And what I'd say about um, the younger Mel Gibson, and now we're talking like Road Warrior era Mel uh-huh, Gibson. Sure. Okay. Sure. Um, I liked him. He was understated, but yet he was strong. He had a little bit of humor to him, you know what I mean? He, you yeah, know, I don't yeah. know. There, he was a tough guy, but yet, you know, like he was also, you know, like a pragmatist or whatever. You know, he would could negotiate or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. yeah, it yeah. seemed like it seemed like he would have fit for that role. I, now he wouldn't have had those long, beautiful locks. You know what I mean? <laughs> that but,
0: big beard, yeah.
1: Yeah, he wouldn't have, but maybe he could have grew a beard. Who knows? I don't know, but.
0: All right. Well, who was uh, I? I got one. I I know who. Who was the okay. guy that played in um Big Trouble in Little China? He he'd be perfect.
1: Oh um. Big trouble. I know. Why why can't I think of his name right now? Okay, the guy from Big Trouble. I think we it's. Google look this? it up.
0: Look it up. Yeah, Google Go it. Who, who was the lead in Big Trouble in Little China?
1: Right. Okay. Let's see. Let's get the <laughs> out here. Big trouble little there we go i should have just known this right off the top of my head oh it's dude are you joking (laughs) i know you i know you're messing with me man i'm like wait a minute isn't it kurt russell
0: (laughs) oh it's kurt russell okay Uh well that makes sense then okay well okay okay fine i'm just kidding what about the guy from um escape escape from la What was that guy's name all
1: right i get where you're going but you gotta (laughs) choose somebody man
0: (laughs) okay all joking aside um I can't believe you actually Googled that. That's funny. Um, there was another actor that I always got. You know who it is? Michael, yeah, he wouldn't be any good. Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas? I don't, I don't uh,
1: maybe. Yeah, no. I mean, he's not a bad actor. I mean, he's a good actor. But yeah, but I don't see him. The young Michael he's, Douglas?
0: Possibly, yeah.
1: That, that's Sigourney not a bad Weaver. answer.
0: Huh? Sigourney Weaver, I definitely see what you're saying. She was so good in But then when you, if she's the lead in Alien end, well, that's thing. why I said it's, it's
1: kind of derivative of what yeah. she was already doing. So, But I think she would have filled the role perfectly.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I think that's no doubt. I
1: mean, even Chris Christopherson, right? He's in the first Alien. Is that Chris Christopherson? Who played Chris the captain? It's, no, it's not Chris Who's the captain in the first Alien?
0: Oh, you're talking about... um. That's
1: not... Who is that? No,
0: no. I know his name. I can't think of it.
1: He died recently, I think. Who was that guy? Was um, the Alien cast. I think he would be <laughs> fine in it. Don't yeah. tell me it's Kurt Russell, because I'm gonna hang up if it is.
0: Oh, I got one. Michael Keaton.
1: Michael, Michael Keaton? Keaton. So yep. was it? Okay, who was the John Hurt? That's
0: who I. John Hurt. That's it. Yep. Okay. That's the guy from Alien. Yeah.
1: I think John Hurt would have been good as it. Yeah,
0: I can see that. But Michael Keaton, I think, would do a good job. He's a fantastic actor. He was a. He, he was probably a little young at that time. Yeah. And Mr. Mommy was pretty young, and that was like nineteen eighty. He never had a good like
1: hairline, though, man.
0: Yeah, I don't, know how, I don't know how good of a beard he can grow. But but he can play an angry, you know, a tough... I think he could yeah. do it. I think, you know what's weird is King. I
1: thought he was like... I remember when he was announced for Batman. I thought, what? Oh, yeah. That yep. is the worst choice, but and he was great in it. You he
0: know? ended up being the best, yeah, the best it's, Batman today. Well,
1: date. I disagree with that, but he's definitely no, the who, best out of the first four.
0: Oh, Who's broodings. the better Batman?
1: Oh, uh Christian Bale.
0: Get the heck out of here. Completely he's terrible.
1: No. Get the better.
0: heck. Christian is all he's a Christian Bail.
1: <laughs> That's a good actor, sir.
0: <laughs> not not in Batman, though. He's great. I in hated him in Batman. Oh no,
1: no. I, no, I enjoyed it. I think he did oh, it well man. because he had the distinguishing difference between he was he played the brooding Bruce Wayne like he's supposed to. Okay, let's put it the worst one was George Clooney. We can agree on that, right?
0: Yeah, I think so. Both both that, him and Val Kilmer were both a joke as Batman. They were, but I
1: think Val Kilmer was a little bit better. Yeah. Maybe not a lot, yeah. but he was a little bit better. But of course, maybe in Clooney's defense, that was a very campy Batman. So maybe they were yes, wanting him to wink and act all smirky all the time, but... I never thought, hey, that's Batman. I thought, hey, that's George Clooney playing yeah. as Batman. Why is yep. Why is George Clooney dressed up as Batman? Right. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go Christian Bale. Sorry, man. No. That just disappoints I've, you. Yeah, I actually didn't even. I actually like the. I, I'm not gonna say more than George uh, the Keaton, but I actually like Ben Affleck as Batman too.
0: I never saw any of those, so I, I can't really comment on him. But I
1: think he was good as Batman as well, and I, that was another choice I remember thinking. Ben Affleck, but no, I liked him. Well, I think he played say, a convincing Bruce Wayne, and I think he played a decent Batman.
0: Well, I'll just reiterate: I loved Michael Keaton as Batman, and I could not stand Christian Bale as Batman. So, what, what so. do you? Well,
1: I'm sorry, you're wrong. But, um, <laughs> uh, but what do you think about uh, them bringing back old Batman in the Flash? The new Flash movie is going to have uh, Michael Keaton in it. They're going to do oh, like this uh, I didn't know Flashpoint that. story. And that could uh, be cool. They're going to have multiple Batmans in the movie.
0: I think Michael Keaton did a great job in the Spider Man movie as the villain. He's oh, just yeah. great I,
1: I think he's a great actor. Oh, no doubt. I mean, I, I'm yeah. not putting him down at all. I just remember at the time um, being put off by it a little bit, but he won me over. I mean, those first two Batman are really good, even though the second one is like really hardcore for a kid's movie. Mm-hmm. Man. I was like, what? Yeah. But Michael anyway, Keaton all right. was, even
0: good in, uh, he was even good in the other guys as their little boss. It was funny.
1: Oh, yeah. I no, I, I, I liked him in uh, yeah. a lot of his right. movies, so
0: Okay. So that there there's the answer. Michael Keaton is the replacement for Kirk Douglas in the thing. Good question though, thank you. <laughs> um, Eric asks us, the Mighty Q Dog, our good friend, uh, what about personal tapes? Do you rewind when the movie is over or is the future you or is that the future use problem? What's your answer to that?
1: Eh, I mean if the tape was over, I always rewound the tape. Especially, I mean, obviously, if you're taking it back to the store, that's 100% yes, but I rewound mm-hmm. my own tapes. Uh, I guess it just kind of <laughs> depends on the tape, because sometimes the stuff you want to watch is at the end, so you didn't have to rewind it as far. But I guess if, mm-hmm. let's say, it was a movie, yeah, I would have rewound it.
0: I was a pretty lazy kid. I don't think I rewound my tapes, just like I didn't probably clean my room, stuff like that. you know. But now yeah. nowadays, I do. I, if I watch a VCR tape, I will rewind it. Well, I'll tell you
1: something that maybe you're not aware of. Now, there's, uh, and I don't, it's some, I've heard people argue it both ways, but in the tape community, some people say don't rewind your tape. Only rewind it when you're going to watch it again. Why? Well, because when the tape is fully rewound, there's tension. And you would rather the tension be at the end than in the beginning. That if you constantly have the tension at the beginning of the tape, you could wear hmm. out some of the early scenes of a movie. I don't even know if that's true, but I've been in, I'm in a group. This guy said it, and I read the thread of people arguing back and forth on it, and they, he convinced me. So now I'm not rewinding my tapes, and I just rewind them, when I'm going to watch them.
0: There you go. There's your answer, Chris. I'm sorry, Chris. There's your answer, Eric.
1: <laughs> well, that is my answer, but you're right.
0: <laughs> um, and then his... Beautiful wife Melissa asks, uh, "What is your most favorite Christmas present memory?" Are you go first, or me? No, you go ahead.
1: Well, mine. Uh, it was like the one time I remember my dad kind of doing something really good for Christmas, and he bought. Yeah, I got. I got the bike, and I, I'm not even saying it was the best Christmas present, but it was the best as far as like it gave me freedom you know what i mean oh, like i yeah, was able yeah. to go places and it became an extension of me and it was what i truly wanted and um
0: that's great
1: it was you know there was other christmases where i got a toy and by the end of the year by you know by next christmas i did not even care about that toy anymore or you know like uh, the walkman was really cool but i there's nothing i could say i used more than that bike
0: that's great yeah that i can see that um <clears throat> My answer is I had a Christmas. I was a little older, and that's probably why I remember it more. But, you know, as as I got older, I started re- requesting more specific things. You know, instead of just saying toys or some video games, I wanted, like, specific things. And one year, I had asked for my skateboard and a remote-control car in the same year. And they're both kind of, you know, they were kind of bigger presents, at least in my mind they were. And yeah. I got both of them. And... My skateboard was called. Uh, I think I showed a picture of it before. Demon board. My brother got a snake board. They were just like generic skateboards. Mm-hmm. They had cool like yeah. artwork no, on I them. Yeah, I remember them. Yeah. Store yeah, and they. Kind of yeah, yeah, but they, I loved it. It was great, and um, I never forget. I was so excited, and I was so into. I really wanted a remote control car, and of course, as I mentioned before, my parents never got the name brand stuff. I wanted. I wanted the frog. I think it was called like the real popular. Mm-hmm. Remote control car. Everybody wanted. It was real expensive, but I got the Radio Shack version, which was eh, just as good to me. But it was a remote control car that had the the knobby shock tires and the you know it was the Doom buggy as they pretty much all were back then. Right. And it had the remote the remote with the pull up antenna and the dual analog sticks and I think it had a turbo and everything. So I remember. After that uh, Christmas morning, I propped up my skateboard in my bedroom, and I had a, n- a little nightlight in my room. And I put my remote control car right next to it. and I just lay there in bed and just stared at my Christmas presents <laughs> that night. No, I was just so excited to get those two. So that one stands out the most to me. Um, my parents are always really good to us at Christmas time. I can't complain. They always uh, got, for the most part, what we wanted. Again, they were always kind of the lesser versions, but we never cared. You know, we were just so thankful to get stuff, and they always did a good job with it. And uh, that was probably my favorite uh, memory from Christmas as far as gifts. So thank you for that. Yeah, thanks for that question, Melissa. Appreciate it. And then, why don't you read this one, Chris? This is from Your Better Half.
1: Yes. um, You put me on the spot because I don't have it up. Here it goes. Now I got it up. Okay. Sorry. So that's okay. Uh, From Shan559. Uh, curious as to what the first thing each of you remember collecting and how old you were when you got the bug. So, what yeah, do you remember? Good question. As your, uh, yeah, it's excellent question.
0: Yeah. So for me, I I never I didn't start collecting until uh, I guess fairly you know as an adult. I, I never collected things as a kid and as a teenager and even as a young adult. I didn't start collecting uh, and getting into this hobby until um I really don't know what year it was but I was in my 30s I was it was right right around the time I got involved in the community and the cartridge club and everything and the the thing that triggered it was uh, my wife bought me a one of those cheap multi like Super Nintendo slash Nintendo generic consoles what was it yeah. called? Retron or something like that, I guess? Yeah, Retron yeah, like 3. a Retron
1: 2 or 3 or whatever. Yeah. Whatever the one had the Nintendo and the Super Nintendo, probably.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so she got me that and Metroid. And I went, and I was super excited. Uh, we had, at the time, we had toddlers and we had a playroom, and they had, actually, this TV that I have in my room right here, right now, the one with the built-in DVD player, the silver one, that I still love. That was mounted up on the wall on a big shelf, sw- swivel shelf thing, and I Plopped down on the floor in front of it and plugged that thing in. I played some Metroid. And that, that triggered my eagerness to get into this hobby. Um, it was when I discovered the AVGN videos and YouTube. And that just um, kind of kick-started this whole thing. So that was probably when I was... Let's see here. Anna was born when I was 31. It was probably around that time, early early 30s. I don't know the exact age I was. but And I'm 46 now. So it's been a good, you know, 14, 13, 14 years, something like that, that I've been into it. But that's when it all started. I know I was never a collector of things, really, prior to that. Um, So that's my answer.
1: Well, that's a good answer. Um, Mine is, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure I've touched on this before, but as I told her, it's like, this is kind of a recap as well, so it's okay. Um, The first thing I really kind of remember, like, Kind of being an obsession was marbles because we gambled them at school and then I started liking the different ones. Um, Hot Wheels too was kind of a like early collection, Star Wars figure was an early collection. Um, so all those would have been like you know, seven, eight, you know, that range, seven, eight, nine. Um, but the one that um, I remember being an, an obsession like it wasn't just a collection, it was an obsession. And, um, also it was, it was an obsession that I had true control over. Cause like, I wasn't going to get up enough money to go buy a, a star Wars figure. I had to get that from my grandmother or something yeah, or find it or something, you know I mean? Get lucky or something, some kid left on the playground or something like that. Uh, marbles. Yeah. I could get, I could obtain them, but you know, it wasn't, this was something I could buy all the time. Cause I always had enough money. I always had like 30 cents that they were, they weren't, they weren't expensive. So one <clears throat> during the summer or one of the years I would uh, was visiting my grandparents, um, they had a neighbor. Her name was Mrs. Christensen, and she was a widow, and uh, every now and then her grandsons would come over and spend a couple days with her, and sometimes our stays would link up. You know, I would be mm-hmm. staying when they were staying, and then we would hang out and um, I don't even remember the one kid's name, but he was into baseball cards. And he pulled out all these baseball cards and was showing them to me. I didn't even watch baseball. But he was, like, super into it. And then he's like, you know what? I'm going to give you all my my doubles. And then he's like, you know what? Here, take all these because this is cool. These are the ones you want to collect. And he handed me, like, a stack of Dodgers. Like, it was, like, 10 or 15 different Dodgers cards. And he told me, like, Steve Garvey's the best player. And Steve Yeager's a catcher. And Dusty Baker's really good. And I was like, oh, okay. And then it just kind of became an obsession. Like I would get 30 cents or 20, like you could get tops or Don Ross. Those were the only two at the time. Eventually, you know, um, other companies came into play. It was also flair. Um, and the mm-hmm. stores that I would go to, they would, I, I could get one of each pack and they were always like 25 cents or 30 cents. So I ended up, you know, really getting into them. And I mean, I amassed a pretty sizable card collection at one time, um, mm. you know, probably five six hundred maybe cards something like that but
0: wow wow
1: um that would have been my first collection you know
0: yeah, and how was, old were uh, you
1: uh i believe that started when i was like nine or ten.
0: Oh wow yeah
1: yeah and uh it went pretty hot maybe eight nine ten yeah that range
0: You know, at that age, I I had—I guess you can call them collections of toys—but I never, in my mind, was collecting things. I just had a bunch of toys.
1: Yeah, see, that's what I was saying too. Like, I didn't really think of Star Wars as a collection, but in retrospect, it was. But Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't think of it as collecting. I just knew I wanted the other figures so I can they can interact. But um, for sure, uh, baseball cards. Because I, like I said, I didn't even like baseball. Like, I played it, but I didn't like watching it. I remember, like, really trying to watch a game, and I thought it was just boring. I was like, oh, my God, I can't stand watching it. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, now I I can – that would have been another thing I could have said in that hate and doesn't hate. Um, As a kid, I didn't really like to watch, especially baseball. um, But as an adult, you know, like, I enjoy it. I don't watch it a lot, though, but when I – like, I like to watch the playoffs, and I always enjoy it. But as a kid, I couldn't sit through a baseball game; it was so boring. Or and, yeah, you know, you another know, I, thing I, would be like golf. I would have never watched golf, and now oh, yeah. it comes like the Masters and stuff, like the big tournaments. They come on at certain times where there's it's a dead spot, like there's no, like there's no basketball or football, and I'm like, hey, well, the Masters is on. Maybe I'll watch that. I would have never watched golf. So <laughs> right. anyway, I know I kind of reverted back to an old thing, but um, but yeah, uh, for sure, baseball cards was like the first big obsession.
0: Yeah, I got into that a little bit uh, when they were super popular. That's when they had the Bo Jackson, and it was like they were starting to kind of make them collectible. It was really kind of obnoxious looking back on it. Oh, for sure. Um, But now that I'm hearing you talk, I'm kind of reevaluating my answer because I forgot about my comic collecting. Yeah. And that was another Um, one,
1: but that was later when she said the first ones. But yeah, like comics, I definitely got into comics too.
0: That would probably be technically my first thing that I considered collecting because that was in the the boom of the comic era as well, the early 90s when they had the Tom McFarlane Spider-Man series and all that. Batman was real popular um, and you had the... Batman movie had just come out in 89, and the Ninja Turtles movie and comic book characters were starting to be more mainstream. Um, and I got really into comics. And I always had comics when I was a kid. I loved comics ever since I... as far back as I can remember. But I just had a stack of them. I wasn't, in my mind, collecting them. But then, when comics got popular, when I bought them, I would get the board backing and the little paper bag, or the plastic bag, and you'd slip it in there and you hang it on your wall. And I'd get the number one and get the number two. So yeah, I... I really started collecting something. That was the first thing that I considered mentally that I was collecting. Um, I, but I was thinking more in regards to my current collecting hobby here with my retro toys. And I, I don't really actively get comics anymore. Um, I don't, yeah, I, I don't I, look I don't through either. old comics. I just don't care about them. I, I love the ones that I I'll have all the comics I had as a kid, and I'm glad that I have them. But that's, it's not something that I collect now. I don't care about new comics. I don't care about getting older comics. I just like having all the ones that I had when I was a kid. Right. So I, I don't actively collect them. But yeah, that technically would be the first thing that I ever collected. And that would have been when I was about um, probably 14, 15 years old. Yeah, so that that okay. that's my actual real answer. There you <laughs> my go. better answer, I guess. Okay, well. So yeah, that's, 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 that's a great question. And I think that was a good one to end it on. That. Uh, that is our, if I'm not mistaken, Chris. That's our final question. Is that right? That is, you,
1: yeah, okay. for sure.
0: All right. Well, look at look at us under under an hour and a half. That's that's impressive <laughs> for for our anniversary show. That's pretty good because most of our last our last couple episodes have been like two and a half hours. So uh, I'm pretty impressed that we were able to keep it under an hour and a half. That's that's yeah.
1: Something. And probably if I didn't tell my really horrible story at the beginning, we would have been at an hour. So <laughs> I well, think that, that took about to twenty minutes to tell that story. <laughs>
0: All right, well, I just want to close with uh, some special thank yous. Um, you know, there are some people that I reached out to, um, besides yourself, obviously, Chris, when I came up with this idea to do this podcast. And I had a lot of early support and some good advice, and I really appreciate um, what people, you know, had had reached out to me and said to me. Um, Retro Fandango boys, uh, Richard and Kevin, uh, both STC boys, uh, Bill and and um joe but i guess that podcast doesn't really <laughs> exist anymore and and i not hear from joe too much anymore except on twitter sometimes but i reached out to both of them and both of them are very gracious and and uh, encouraging and i appreciated their advice and everything um and also eric i reached out to eric a couple times um with some questions early on and just uh, he gave me some encouragement and some good advice i'm talking about the mighty cute dog of course the yeah one of over. course
1: The only Eric we know. Yeah, the only Eric we know,
0: I think. (laughs) Sorry if there's another Eric that we just uh, said. Sorry, we don't know you
1: by Eric. you got to let yourself be known. We might know you just by your screen name.
0: And then personally, I I need to thank my wife, Mother Brain, Tara, who has been very supportive and cooperative and always gives me encouragement and listens to the shows and says they're great, which, you know, she's got to say that, right? But it always makes me feel good, and she always has been there you know since the beginning and i really appreciate all her encouragement and support and then of course finally chris i i appreciate you and yeah. uh you're doing this with me and it, you're so easy to work with and you're so easygoing and s- scheduling hasn't been any issues and you're always like yeah you can't make it no worries and all that kind of stuff and you've got great ideas and you're very um you, you know you're into it and you put your your heart into it and i really appreciate all that you do and i'm looking forward to the next year that we're doing this together so thank you
1: well thank you duke and i feel the same way um i'll just echo all the thanks that you threw out there because all those people whatever feedback they gave you brought us to this moment and i appreciate them I appreciate anybody who listening you know it's like you know you don't know if you're talking into the void or you know or what but when you see you know um you see people listening or you get feedback and stuff. It's fun, you know, and it it makes this more fun and it, and it, you know, we appreciate it. And, um, you know, we do this just cause we enjoy it and, you know, we hope you guys do too. And, and I appreciate you Duke and it was a good idea and I'm glad we're doing it. And, uh, here's to the next one.
0: Yep. Sounds good. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we got a really good one lined up for next, uh, next episode. We already discussed it and I'm super excited about it. It was all Chris's idea. And it's going to be really fun. So (laughs) look forward to that uh, next month. And if it's
1: horrible, it was all Duke's idea. (laughs) Of course.
0: (laughs) All right, guys, we'll see you next time. Thanks.